Hello, Mike Baxter here, and this is Strategy Distilled from May 2022. And I want to talk mostly this uh, newsletter about strategy as design thinking. What exactly is design thinking? What value does it offer for strategy, and how can you apply it in your organization? And this sort of line of thinking was uh, prompted by Henry Mintzberg's recent article in Feb of this year, which goes by the grand title of An Underlying Theory for Strategy Organization and Management, Bridging the Gap Between Analysis and Synthesis. And he takes inspiration from Herbert Simon's work on bounded rationality and also Ludwig von Bartlanffy's general systems theory. And he wants to, Mintzberg wants to contrast the rationalist approach and the systems approach to strategy. So the rationalist approach sees organizations, according to Mintzberg, being run by administrators. And according to Mintzberg, the administrator intends to be rational, but physical and mental limitations make it impossible to cope with the complexity and the dynamism of the environment. So accordingly, the administrator will satisfy, namely will seek satisfactory rather than optimal solutions to problems by making do with the information available and making use of conventional heuristics, rules of thumb learned from experience that produce quick and acceptable, if not optimal, solutions most of the time. In sum, the administrative actor exhibits bounded rationality. The rationalist approach to strategy is to think in order to act. It's rooted in analysis. We search the environment for conditions calling for a decision. We devise possible course of action, and then we weigh up which are best before committing them to strategy. Now, in contrast to this, the systems approach sees organizations as open. They're exchanging materials, energy, and information with their environment. It, it follows then that the management of organizations seeks to reconcile internal and internal pressures. And open systems have a number of interesting properties. They often operate in cyclic patterns, reflecting the time taken for inputs to be transformed into outputs. These cyclic patterns are often homeostatic. The output from one cycle may cause the processing of the next cycle to be adjusted to maintain a steady state. Homeostasis requires feedback mechanisms. Different parts of the organization differentiate from one another through division of labor. They acquire specialist functions. These functions typically become arranged hierarchically. Operational functions report to managerial functions, which in turn report to executive functions. And finally, the whole becomes more than the sum of the parts. Synergies start to arrive. New properties emerge as we move between systems levels. The organization exhibits what von Bertalanffy called equifinality. The same final state may be reached from different initial conditions and in different ways. The system's approach to strategy emphasizes the unpredictability of outcomes from similar starting conditions. It may require acting in order to think. We may need to try things out to see what happens. Mintzberg's conclusion is that all organizations need analysis, but as an aid, not a club. And the very nature of managing, organizing and strategizing requires synthesis beyond analysis. 
And it strikes me that all of this sounds a lot like strategy as a design process. And intriguingly, Mintzberg has talked about this before, way back in 1998, but oddly he doesn't mention it in this article. And as I outlined in Twitter last year, strategy as design refers to three things. A design ambition, inventing the future you want to bring about, as opposed to merely choosing the best available option. A design process, an iterative process of divergent and convergent thinking. And a design output, the production of a strategy that is fit for the purpose it was designed to serve. The process of divergent and convergent thinking is key here. And in the newsletter, I give a figure that shows and highlights the fact that convergent thinking doesn't just select the best from the many ideas generated during divergent thinking, it actively and creatively hybridizes and synthesizes those ideas. This is where Mintzberg's synthesis beyond analysis happens. All of this leads to a connection between design thinking and strategic thinking. And again, in another diagram that is in the newsletter, I present this as having in common design process and strategy processes. What they have in common is a pattern of divergent and convergent thinking that is repeated across multiple systems levels from business to product and from whole organizations to functional teams. So let's get down to the practicalities. What does this mean for the strategy work you do in your organization? Number one, make sure everyone leading and managing strategy across your organization understands what design thinking means. Number two, they need to appreciate the creative power that comes from cycles, repeated cycles of divergent and convergent thinking. Number three, they need to have seen and ideally experienced how convergent thinking is much more than an idea selection process. It needs to combine, hybridize and synthesize a set of initial ideas into a whole new generation of ideas. They need to realize, number four, they need to realize that this divergent stroke convergent cycle repeats several times over the course of the strategy life cycle. Different people from across the organization need to be engaged and involved in the process. In doing so, strategy will transcend systems boundaries from being something that relates to the entire organization, to its operating environment, to something internal to the organization. And then from on from there to business units or functional departments within the organization, and finally to individuals working in frontline teams. So divergent and convergent thinking goes from the top to the bottom of the organization. As strategy cascades through the organization in this way, new emergent properties will be discovered, new opportunities, new obstacles, new ways of working, resistance to change old ways of working. To keep this process of discovery manageable without having to continually rewrite the strategy, many organizations find it useful some find it absolutely essential to separate the strategy from the strategic plan. The strategy is relatively simple and concise and is designed to be unchanged in the face of new discoveries and new circumstances. 
It is designed to act as a beacon and a direction finder to guide everyone's high-level decision-making. The strategic plan, on the other hand, is the transformational change program by which strategic goals are reached. It's about people, priorities, resources and deadlines. It is, therefore, designed to change at every step in the strategy cascade. So hopefully that is a useful introduction and primer to strategy as a design process and hopefully that will give you some pointers as to how you can start applying that way of thinking to your own strategic work. And a couple of snippets on strategy that you may have missed. Number one is connecting strategy and culture. A recent post by the Nobel Group uh, nicely connect strategy and culture in a much more useful and realistic way compared to the usual culture eat strategy for breakfast. They suggest that organisational culture is the how of strategy. If strategy dictates trade-offs, culture is the means by which these trade-offs are executed. Without culture, strategy is a set of toothless intentions on a page for every strategic trade-off there is a cascading set of cultural trade-offs required to make it possible. I think it was a really useful post. And a broad view of strategy in this month's Harvard Business Review, Trudy Lang and Richard Whittington suggest that the best strategies don't just take a long view, they take a broad view. Change, speed, uncertainty, disruption, surprise, all are constants in today's business environment, they say. As a result, leaders who devise strategy can no longer simply plan for what they believe will happen in the long term. Instead, they need to prepare themselves for the threats and opportunities that can emerge at any moment from any direction, and they need to adopt a much broader view. This needs to focus on systems, not sectors, scenarios, not forecasts, and playbooks, not plans. Again, useful perspective on strategy. So that's it for this month's Strategy Distilled. I hope that was of use and of value to you. Until next time.